Hey, Sean, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good, Brian. How are you? Great. Really appreciate you being here. For sure. Excited to do it. Um, for anyone joining us, Sean Marani is a founder and managing partner of Parade Ventures, a pre-seed and C-stage focused venture capital firm. Uh, previously, Sean was a co-founder and partner at Flight Ventures, investing in early stage software, internet, and mobile companies across a variety of sectors. Uh, some of Sean's investments include Cruise Automation, Dollar Shave Club, Plastic, Madison Reed, Stance, Managed by Q, and, and many more. Um, Sean did his undergrad at UC Berkeley and got an MBA from UCLA Anderson. Um, and is a good friend of mine, so really appreciate him being here. Um, Sean, let's just start with kind of your new norm, sort of what you're, what you're thinking about COVID-19 and, and how you're adjusting. Yeah, it's, it's crazy times. You know, first and foremost, I have a family, so a lot, of, a lot of extra family time, which is, you know, you can take it as a positive. So we're trying to, you know, I, 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 the analogy I've been saying, it's like a long road trip. We just don't know where we're going. And so it's going like, <laughs> to be a, you know, hopefully it'll be memorable. Um, so trying to be positive about that. Um, but you know, I think we're you know mostly more productive. Uh, don't have to. I don't have to commute places, and so yeah. you know, I um, frees up a lot of time um, for both the family and personally to to spend on other things. Um, but I think you know the the hard part is that we you know we're, we're confined to the the home. Um, there's some level of monotony in there, and so trying to you know create variability to 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 ha make put make make life more exciting. Um, you know, is, is a challenge and it gets challenging every day. And then I think just the ambiguity of the situation and not knowing what's going to happen, when's it going to end um, for people that always want to, you know, I'm at a seed stage investor and oftentimes there is a lot of ambiguity and lack of data, um, but we try to make data where we can. And, and, and I think um, we don't know when it's going to, when it's going to come and when it's going to end. Um, so that, I think that's, that challenge is, yeah, is absolutely. a little bit. Let, let's talk in particular, just I think you have great insight into the seed world. Um, let, let's talk about kind of how seed in particular is going to get affected in, in regards to kind of the broader venture community. Yeah, um, I think a couple of things. Um, narrative that's been playing in the past few years is a lot of a lot of new seed funds, a lot of seed funds just generally. Um, I think the smaller ones, especially the ones that are in market fundraising, they're going to have a big challenge. It's going to, it's right now, you know, fundraising is challenged for companies and for funds. And so um, I think, I think that's good. That that's going to tighten up a little bit. Um, I think the funds that have been in business that are institutionally backed um, will be around and they have capital, you know, there's still capital in the market, both at the seed stage and, and follow on. And so I think there is capital out there, but you know, maybe it won't be as free flowing as before. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, you know, from, from a fundraising perspective, I think, um, founders should take money if they, if, if they have offers on the table, um, and move fast when they can, if it's on a note, especially, you know, when, when it's not a prolonged term sheet negotiation, I think founders should, you know, bolster their balance sheets, yeah. create longer, longer runway. Um, that's the conversation that we're having with our current portfolio. Um, but you know, they should, you know, within seed. Um, you know, when you can get that, that capital to, to extend the runway and to be in business, I think that's, that's the most important thing. Um, yep. And also obviously optimizing for a partner that's going to be there for the long term, um, especially it, that should always be the case. Yep. Um, but especially um, in this environment. Yeah, great. Um, let's just talk about some of the early stage of what I call, you know, emerging managers. What is your advice to someone who, who might have been a quarter of the way through a fundraise or, or kind of just just closing? What are some of the tactical things that an early early fund should be doing in this environment? 
you know, like, like any company, just the advice that we give to them is to, you know, you got to be scrappy and you got to listen to the market and you got to adjust, right? And yeah. that could be pivots and that could be change in strategy. That could be change in timelines. And I think same thing as for, you know, as an emerging manager, you know, you're a founder in most cases. And so sometimes that could be a change in strategy. Um, sometimes that could be closing. I, I've always given advice to emerging managers. It's like when you, when you get capital commitments, try to close on them immediately. Um, and sometimes rolling closes if you're not, in, you're, you're not able to get institutionally backed. Um, and so I think even more so um, before, because the, the pools of capital that are going to be, that are more, I, I hate to use the word, but fickle and, and might change their minds or, you know, they're individuals. They've been impacted by this. Their portfolio, yeah. private portfolios have been impacted. And so um, that yes can quickly go to a no. That, and that was happening anyway. It happens anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Especially, especially in this market. So I think being in business is very important. Um, but I think, you know, if you're launching a fund and, and haven't done that close, um, if the market's all things being equal, nothing changes. Um, I think it's going to be very challenged for new emerging managers um, going forward. So, um, you know, if, if you're hoping to raise 20 and you're at five, maybe you know, and it's your first fund, figure out what you can do with five. You know, being, yeah. being, being in business is better than not. Um, yeah. It's probably not what most want to hear, but, you know, you got you to gotta adjust to the market. Yeah super tactical and, and, and helpful for, I'm, I'm sure some of the investors listening. Um, I'd love to just get your, your perspective then if you shift into the deployment of that capital. And so for some of these managers, let's say I do close on my five or 10, you know, I'd expected to push that out in 12 to 24 months. Do, do I start to think a, a little bit further out or, or do I, do I continue on the same kind of deployment pace? Few things. I mean, my, my deployment schedule, we closed last year was two to three years, you know, it might end up being three to four, um, you know, patient we, we had been a little slow on our pace and I, I was thinking of ramping it up you know as we'd close the fund you know that might not be the case and so you know just thinking about you know extending that extending that um you know that that time time to deploy or that initial check depending on follow-on strategy um so i think that's one piece um i think the second piece we just don't know like where valuations are going to shake out so you know buying time in the short term i think is important um, the third is, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to have dry powder in a market like this. Um, yeah. it's shown that in trough economies, like you, you know, the, there's the best performing funds. Um, you can get good valuations. Hopefully valuations come down or at least there's less volatility in valuations. Um, and so I think patience and being a little more deliberate can, can pay off. Um, so, so I think, I think those adjustments should be made. I've always been pretty, um, disciplined around, you know, entry point and valuation, um, so I don't think I changed that much. I, I probably, you know, maybe I can get even better deals or, or the negotiations go, go a little, not better deals, but valuations that I think are appropriate for the stage. Um, and so maybe it's like less fast back and forth and, um, you know, the, that, that just happens easier. Um, but I think it's, it's TBD. Um, but I think, you know, let, we're going to see less of those, you know, balloon seed valuations that look more like series A with no traction. Um, and I think that's good. I think that's good for the environment. I think that I, I generally think that's good. I think it was good even before that. It, this should have happened before this is, you know, this yeah. inflection point. Um, but I think this inflection point will will bring things back down to reality, which I think is a yeah. net positive for everyone. Sure. Um, I know you spent some time on the operating side. Would love to just put that hat on for a little bit and, and ask you, you know, if you were a founder, you know, working on recruiting and, and trying to steal people from the Facebooks and the Apples and the Googles, I'd imagine that gets a little harder to do right now. So what would be some of your advice um, to, you know, teams of five or teams of 10 that are trying to continue to grow and, and still think they have something viable to build, but might, might be a little bit on hold for the next few months? 
I mean, you, you always want to bring people on that are incremental and that are key to core to your team. I think hopefully, you know, just like, you know, it's just, it's tightening up decisions. It's stuff that should have been done before anyways, but I think it just like, actually it really, what it's going to do is going to make founders even more disciplined or hopefully like, you know, really understand their fundamentals of their business. And so I think, you know, who is on your core team? Are they the right people? Just making sure their productivity is super high. And so just evaluate, I think everyone that is in business right now and that has raised the seed rounds, call it, you know, they're reevaluating their teams and seeing, you know, should we lay anyone off? Should we not? Right. And obviously not a good time for either of those things, but you know, those are inherent to a startup because that is talking, we're talking about extending runway, right? So where can I, where can I cut costs? That said, you know, it could be a great opportunity of, you know, of engineers and technical talent that might float out there that weren't available before right. um, they're from their demand of, you know, they want to have, a job and more certainty in their life and or they aren't getting picked off and hired as fast and so figuring out you know if that marginal person you know is right for you so i think you know um i think there is an opportunity for a lot of companies um in, in this market and they can just build that tight foundation that'll only aid them going forward um whereas you know it might have been a way more competitive market um historically so yeah. i think you, know, you could use it to an advantage but i think you know being disciplined and again it's you always want to make sure that person is a right fit for you aside from, you know, um, like cultural fit. And so I think, you know, that, that should have always been part of the equation, but I think more so people will be thinking about that as they add headcount. Yeah, that's great. Um, let's, I would love to just spend a little bit of time in the parade portfolio in particular, any best practices that you've seen some of your portfolio companies implementing as, as this kind of gets started, um, where, where maybe you're sharing those best practices across the portfolio. I mean, the first thing was, I mean, what I did, you know, in the past couple of weeks is just check on everyone, yeah. just be there for them, hear what they're thinking and what, you know, what's going on in their head and what their concerns are. And so everyone's just going to be different. And so I think the role of the investor is just to listen and be helpful where they can, like psychologically. So I think first and foremost, um, you know, that that's important. Um, but I think going back to I mean, it's not a shared thing. It's kind of what most I think, or most VCs I, I'm assuming and that I've talked to are doing is just making sure um, that the, the companies are well positioned from a capital, from a, from a balance sheet perspective. And so if that's, you know, cutting, um, you know, forecasts, well, forecasts generally, but like also managing their, their OPEX um, and their, you know, their headcount. And, and that could be in the form of, you know, broader, broader um, salary cuts across the company. That could be in the form of, you know, cutting one or two non-essential team members. Um, but, you know, just figuring out what that is for each company or some, you know, one couple of my, one company, one thing that I did transfer over and I'm not going to name who the company is obviously, but one company, um, they were already, you know, they, they, they're, they're getting out of their lease. So yeah. they're, they're, they're telling their landlord and they, you know, they're in a full, they're not in a month to month and they're like, yeah. you know, we're, we're getting out of this lease and um, how do you want to do it? And we're going to move to remote. So that's, you know, that in itself, yeah. For that company is giving them one to two months of extra runway. Yeah. Um, so I took that advice and gave it to another. So that's an easy thing to cut. That's going to, you know, even if it's half a month, right? Like it's something, it's, it's, it's a lot of money, very tangible to cut. Yeah. Um, I think that and, um, and, and then evaluating kind of your team are, are yeah. the first two places to go. But I think more importantly, it's just, and then, and then I think going into market, looking at the syndicate, um, of investors that are current, like where can, you know, is there ability to raise a little more money and, and sometimes on favorable terms for the investor. So that, that helps the company and helps the investor get a little more ownership and, or, you know, bring in folks that, you know, like a space or like a sector and maybe they can also, you know, have an opportunistic opportunity. So that could be a, you know, series A fund that have already been dropping down and doing seed 
um, you know, get into a company that was about to raise in the next couple of months and um, maybe moving a little faster so that they have like a, a more secure yeah. balance sheet. So I think there's, you know, and, and that's not something that's going to happen with the snap of a fingers, but it's something that can be um, navigated and figured out. And so that's more, a little more longer term, but conversations that we're having, yeah. happen, having, and, you know, check back in a month, Brian. And yep. look- <laughs> As it continues to unfold. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's interesting. We've had a couple people on here now say, you know, if you think about that next round, so let's, let's look to the series A um, or for a company that had raised a series A to the series B, you know, do you go back to those existing investors at a time like this? You know, do you really kind of double down with who you have, who you already know, or is there still opportunities to meet new people digitally and still see, see checks being written? You know, what do you think the landscape looks like just from a deployment of capital perspective if, if we're in this kind of thing for a little while? Everyone that I'm talking to says they're open for business. You can go go on VC yeah. Twitter, which is annoying as heck, but you know, they'll all say we're open for business. And I think that's generally true. Like, I mean, I talked to a seed fund a couple of days ago. They're they're signed two term sheets in the past like week, so they're active. I talked to us, you know, one of my LPs is a GP from a big or later stage fund, and they signed, I don't think they did anything this week, but they signed one or two the previous week and they're very yeah. well known. So like, you know, they um, you know, people are active. So I think, yeah, but I think just generally, yeah, every, they could say they're active, but our timeline is going to increase. Like, are, are those deals going to happen, you know, with snap of finger? Maybe not. They'll probably be a little longer processes because everyone kind of wants to wait it out and see what happens and where things shake out and where they can get a better deal. Yeah. Um, so I think TBD from that perspective, but I think, you know, there are opportunities. I've heard one anecdote where there's like, you know, call it a traditional series A fund, you know, I mean, they do like five to seven million dollars Series A's. Going back to, I heard going back to a company that they missed out on the deal and saying, "Hey, you know, we, we'd love to, we'd love to invest if you if you take your money, it'll extend your runway." And we we wanted to work with you. We know it didn't work out, and that and that worked out for them. And he's, you know, the guy said, you know, there were four companies. I went back to one, and so far we've secured a partnership yeah. with one. So that that's an interesting paradigm. That that yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think t- it depends. Yeah. Um, but I think there could be interesting, there, there could be an opportunity there, um, on both sides. Yeah, that's great. Um, sticking with that, that sort of founders operators had on, um, you know, what would your board of advisors look like right now? If, if you were running a 30 person, 40 person company, you know, who are you calling? Who are you trying to get advice from to help you through this kind of stuff? I mean, it, it all depends on the person, but I think this is where you, you know, this is where the best connections are made, right? It's like, yeah. I guess I'll just reflect on myself on times when, and, and it's not necessarily, you know, I've been through, this is the first time coming out of a, a disruption or, or, or let's call it, if, if this is, you know, the next 2008 or, you know, .com, if this is the next iteration of that, this is the first time where I'm not coming out as actually a graduate of, of school. Yeah. So I'm a buyer and I'm kind of get to go through it, which right. I'm scary, but I'm also excited about um, in a lot of ways, because going back to, you know, you can, you can get greater returns. But I always think in times of even just personal transition, um, and call this a transition point is where you kind of build like the deepest, best relationships, you figure yeah. out like who's in your who's on your team, yeah. uh, who your real partners are. So who are going to be like your really good advisors, who's going to allocate their time to you and really, you know, wants to be, you know, your partner um, yeah. in life, right aside, even away from the company. Um, so that could be people that are Curtain investors, future investors, not investors. Um, yeah. so I think, you know, who is, who is your little, you know, mini tribe that's going to, yeah. you know, get in the trenches with you, answer the phone, you know, you know, when they're in the middle of something or at night or in the morning or whatever time of day that's going to be helpful to you. So I think, you know, it's really, I think a founder can, you know, if they don't have that group or they want to add to that group and or figure out, you know, 
define the relationship of folks that you know are around them i think i think it's an interesting time good, good time to do it yeah i think so i think so that's interesting um let's let's spend a little bit of time just on the 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 work from home sort of digital narrative what do you think are some of the biggest changes um to company culture in the next three to six months around you know what this actually does to people um being at home being isolated being lonely whatever you want to call it um how does this change some of the tech companies and 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 their continued growth well we work's probably toast right um so i mean it's, it's like because people aren't going into work so i yeah. think people are just gonna but less about talking about that is just people are gonna adjust their style of working um so i think hopefully i think productivity is gonna go up generally yeah. um i think the work from home culture is going to be more accepted so there were i have a bunch of couple not a bunch some companies that are that are pretty remote or pretty distributed already and maybe their core team works together but there's a bunch of distributed people so i think um it was already going that way and you know if you ask like vcs especially like three years ago like they're like oh you know we love all having all the team together um and then i had never been against investing in remote teams because i'm like hey if, if they can um, if they can make that part of their culture, it's, it's very, it's fine, you know, as long as they figure out kind of, you know, that's defined, that defines their culture and, and they can make it work. It, it's an okay practice. And now it's become more of an accepted norm. And I yeah. think that's going to continue to trickle. That'll happen. That was already happening at the startup stage, but it will happen with later stage companies and even, you know, bigger public companies. And so I think it's just going to change the way we work and productivity and, um, you know, and I think that's going to happen just within the startup community. And then, we're going to see a whole bunch of changes just like yeah. amongst workers, hard yep. stop, right? Unemployment. I was talking to, to, to a partner of mine, um, you know, a few days ago and they were showing me just the unemployment graph and from 2000, yeah. 2008 when the financial crisis went down. And if you look at it today, um, because the service sector has been so effective, yeah. it's three X unemployment, which is insane. So I think, you know, aside from stimulus and all that, we're going to have to, there's going to be adjustments that are going to be made to that workforce and where are they going to go? And, yeah. Um, that dynamics going to that shift and change could be a startup opportunities, but can we, you know, it's going to be an, it's going to be an interesting um, yeah. exercise to go through. No, absolutely. Um, one more for you. I, I really appreciate you being here. It's, it's always good to see you. Um, let's end, let's end on a high note. So just any, any kind of optimism or silver linings that you see coming out of all this, you know, what, what are some of the shifts, whether it's in the venture community, whether it's in the founder community, is something positive that you think might come out of all this. So I've been doing this thing. Um, Every day, I just uh, pick up the phone and I, I FaceTime people. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not calling, I'm not texting them before, and it could be someone even I haven't talked to in a few months, or someone that you always have to like schedule with, to yeah. drinks or whatever, coffee or whatever it is. Um, I just, I just FaceTime. And sometimes they pick up, sometimes they don't. They don't, and I'd say I get about a fifty percent hit rate, and I'm doing it in like the middle of the day, and so it's just good to like catch up with people and then this whole norm of i know zoom is you know everyone's on zoom around zoom right now is yeah. you know, the zoom happy hour thing and so i just think it's it's you know you can we can we can look at it as an as an opportunity to yeah. you know reconnect grab the phone like yeah. not just text say <laughs> yeah. what's up i mean yeah. I, we, last time we hung out maybe it was, it's been a while right it's Since been a while been absolutely yeah. so it's like this is awesome man and yeah. and so i think using this as a time to you know get in touch with our you know remember relationships are important and i think if we yeah. can strengthen those relationships in this time that's pretty cool man you know so um, so i'm trying to use that as a that as a you know jumping board to just deepen relationships and uh that's you know, really cool hopefully hopefully in six months we're back to normal and and you know our relationships are just stronger because those are the yeah. things that last 
last beyond any venture fund or any startup. So absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Sean Marani, uh, founder, managing partner, Parade Ventures. Thank you so much for being here, man. Really good to see you. For sure. All right, man. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Awesome, dude. Yeah, man. Hopefully, that was, it was awesome. good. That was really right. good.